Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 387, recorded in the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? That was the best swing of the day, parts. Best swing of the day. I'm all golfed out, Bill. You, you, what do you mean? You played three rounds and you're done? I played four rounds last week. And you're done? No, I just played a lot of golf. I didn't play good, though. I hit it good. I scored poor. Usually, the more you play, you start scoring a little better, even if you don't hit it good, but it went mm-hmm. the opposite. I scored very poorly. Did you do any Charlie chunks with your chips? Uh, no, not really. No, I had a like one over three rounds. That's not too bad. Any th- club throws? I did get one. What? I did, I <laughs> Tell did me do about a what happened th- here. Uh, I can't even remember what what day was that. I did lose it on one of the holes. I had a I had like a regular chunk in the middle of the fairway. And then it went about like forty yards, and I got up and I did it again on the next one. So like two, like full shot chunks in a row, and I just stuck the club right. The, you know how you could stick the the iron right into the. I did that. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, that was that was what it was there. <laughs> Wasn't happy about that. I made on my second round. I made back to back birdies to end seventeen and eighteen, and then nothing. The next birds parts. Didn't that feel good when you do that? I've never, I've gone back to back, but I've never gone back to back to finish. Yeah, it was nice. I was happy with that. That was a good finish. Only two birdies of the trip, though. Were you playing money games or no? No, we're just playing for fun. Just for fun. We did a couple, like, if we were all about 100 yards out or something, we'd say closest to the pin for a buck or something. But that okay. Little things like that. How about you? You've been playing at all? I played Saturday. I played awful again. I'm back to yeah. playing awful. Yep, my my quota numbers went way up, and I just played terrible. And that, so now they'll go way down again. <laughs> yeah. So next week you'll be a sandbagger in the quota game. Uh, it they didn't. Go, I don't think they went way way down. No. I'm off of um probation now. I'm off of the uh, gin probation. I didn't know you're on. Pro- oh, because your scores are so wacky. Because I went probation. down, I went, I went down four stroke or up four strokes in such a short period of time that they tagged me. The gin <laughs> so tagged me. So now they like see that you're just terrible all the time. Like I don't know right, if it's, I don't know if it was a one year thing or or what. But what yeah. does that entail? Like, I think they said that I could only go up at like a fifty percent clip or something. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> you were doing so poorly. They it set off a lot. They had to like institute. Yeah, it went from like a fourteen five to an eighteen like in a month, which it can happen, right? That's tough, but it can happen. Yeah. They usually yeah. suspect the more you play, the better. Do, have you seen the thing about the negative handicap? I saw an article the other day about this. Mm-mm. So they said that the the negative handicap will show you your con- your consistency. So the your for those of you that don't know out there listening, I know you do you know this, but your handicap they take what the best <laughs> the average of the best eight scores out of your last twenty. Yeah, something like that, eight or ten, whatever it is. So it's the best. Well, what they do is they drop a few. It's a, it's the best ones though. It's not <coughs> because the handicap is your potential, not what you actually normally shoot. Okay. So they take your best scores, they average Apple. it. Go ahead. I'm still just yapping. But the negative handicap is they take the ones that they don't use, the other 12, and they average those. And the difference between your worst 12 and your best eight is your negative handicap. So let's say, like, if you were a 14 on your best eight, but then on your worst 12, you were like a 22. That means your negative handicap was like a negative eight. So your average difference per round is eight strokes, hmm. like between round to round or whatever, something like that. It, it was kind of interesting. I read the article on it, and I'm sure I'm getting some of the math wrong and explaining it, but it was actually kind of kind of neat, and I might look into figuring it out myself just to see because I know I'm not very consistent, even though my, my better scores are, are pretty good, but... I wouldn't say I'm very consistent. Do you follow a lot of guys on the gin? No, I don't. I think just you. I don't okay. know how to do it. But So there's a guy that plays at Sarah Bay that's on the senior tour, mm-hmm. Scott Dunlop. Okay, I've heard so that he name. Played, he played on the PGA. So he so he he basically has told people, I like, I play, I'm on the tour because that's my job, but I just like playing like in Saturday games with like just guys. So listen to listen to these scores because it just popped up. Every once in a while, I look it up just to see if he's playing any cool clubs. Yeah. So since July, it goes 70, mm-hmm. 68. And he plays this place, Old Memorial Golf Club. Never heard of it. 71. Back to Sarah Bay for the rest of the time. 71, 71, 69, 68, 71, 89. What? Yes. That doesn't like, make I almost, sense. Like, I almost want to ask like, if that's real, because I don't know how that's possible. I wonder if he had like the he pressed the buttons wrong. Like I could see like a 78, and if he was just off by one row and he pressed 89 instead of 78. That's impossible. It's, like, maybe... it's impo- like I'm looking like his highest score that I can see he shot 79, a 76. But it's 70, 73, 72, 72, 72, 71, 72, 76. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's actually, it's it would be more believable if you and I posted a 69 than him posting an 89. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, not that I could ever shoot that. But, yeah, you could, I could theoretically, like, make a couple birdies. And I've had times where I've had five or six pars in a row. Like, 89 is impossible for like, someone. It's like good. almost like 190 for us. It's probably worse than that. Because this is a guy who will go probably multiple rounds without making a bogey, and to make a bogey on every hole, is it's impossible. Yep. It doesn't make sense. It has to be a mistake. So do I have to like kind of investigate? I think you have to send this to, to the gin system. Or, or, or ask, I could ask the pro. 
Unless, I mean, if it was like an on tour round and he got the shank, maybe. No, but maybe it was he got Sarah, the shanks. It's Sarah Bay. Because you think someone's messing with? Oh, you know what? I bet happened. I bet he stayed logged into the computer in the pro shop, and the next person went in and just posted his score for eighty nine. Some hacker. Yeah, but I don't think we have the community thing like they used to have at Cranston Country Club. Because oh, they don't just do it on your app and everything. Back oh, in that's the day, true. You used to have to type log in your on to the computer. Number. Yeah. yeah. He stayed like, like, I can't. No, that doesn't. It's impossible. I, like I saw that, and I'm like, "There's no way." I'm gonna look this up right now on the app because I can't. I can't believe that. I need to call this out. You need to ask the pro and say, "Did he actually play this day?" Golfer lookup. You said his last name's Dunlap. <coughs> yeah. He's not in Ohio. That's for sure. This is very. This is riveting again. Yeah. Scott Dunlop's gin here on the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. No golfer found. What do you mean, no golfer found? Are you searching in Florida? I am. D U N L A P? That's what I'm putting. Okay. Oh, that's a problem. Oh, best one of the day. We're in the cone, by the way, parts. Well, hold on a second here. Oh, there we go. So there's two Scott Dunlats at Sarah Bay. One's a 6.4, and the other one's a plus 4.5. Plus 4.5, yeah. So I wonder if the the 6.4 guy. You wonder if the pro shop might have entered it incorrectly. Because who's this got to Maybe it's his son? Because this guy's got 86s on there, 85s. I can't, I can't believe that this is possible. That's why when I saw it, I was like, nah, there's no way. I mean, a plus 4.5 and 89. <laughs> that's impossible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, that's wow, that, a day that, that Mr. Casciano throws his club once or a few times. He, he doesn't even like 89s. There's a, that's a 74.9 index at that place. Is that high? Yeah, that's ridiculously high. Yeah, the place is hard, parts. It's not an easy golf course. Because if it's a 74.9, that means a scratch golfer on average would shoot 75. 70. To... Yeah. The places I play are like 63. I'd shoot 100 there. You I don't probably would. I, I don't think I want to play this place. Yeah, you do. You got to come down and play it. I got to look at my scores, my stats. Just some of the courses. Yeah, I mean, 69.5, that's not crazy. 68, 70, 70. Like, Cranston's a 70 on the index for a par 72. <laughs> You're a mess. It's impo- I, I still can't get over it. 89's impossible. For a plus four point five handicap to shoot eighty nine, <laughs> so you think I have to follow up? Yeah, you got to follow up on All this. Right. On his home court, like if it was a tournament, like in the British Open, in crazy conditions or something, I could see. But you're not post. You still got to shoot eighty nine, like walk off the golf course. <laughs> That's true. Like professionals, they're the ones that just they walk off and they have like a fake like lower back issue. Or something. Why would he even post it though? That's the other thing. Like, does he post every score no matter what? Yeah, you're supposed to post every score. Well, you are, but guys don't. 
Like I can't even. It doesn't make sense. Eighty nine doesn't make sense. This is this is, something's wrong here. So you something's really want wrong. me to do some investigating here? Well, yeah. I mean, it's mess- that doesn't make sense. Let's see. Imagine if I like, get the guy in trouble because he's trying to get it up for the. <laughs> for what? <laughs> he's a professional. That's nuts. A plus four point five though. That's a pretty good index, isn't it? Yeah, the the guy, the kids that I play with, one of them is a plus two five, the other one's like a plus one point eight. They said uh, when Tiger Woods, like in like two thousand four, when he was on a tear, like one of the years when he was on a tear, like they did a thing where they entered his scores, all his tournament scores, with the indexes, and they said his handicap would have been like plus twelve. Really? Yeah, for that year. Because he won like eleven tournaments that year, didn't he? Plus twelve. Like that's stupid. Every time he goes out, he shoots six, like an average of sixty. Because those tor- like a lot of those tournaments, you must like the ratings on those courses must be mid seventies. So you shoot yeah, a sixty-eight yeah. there, that's like being you know ten shots under almost. Anyway, so should we get into uh, mm-hmm. some of our our discussion here this week? Sure. I will say that uh, the uh, studio is coming along nicely. By next week's episode, I should be recording. Very nice, very in nice. the studio. They just put the first layer of paint on. He's got to do the. He's uh, got to do the baseboards and the trim. The second. Who uh, is this te- guy? You don't I have to, to give me his name, but. No, he's a guy. I went to high school with him, but he's got he's his own reputable? company. Yeah, he's got his own company, legit and everything. So he's not the guy we we got to give him half down, and you haven't seen him since. No, I mean I did have to give him. A down payment, but he can't. Like that was the first day he showed up. I just had to check for him. So, so what do you what do you give him a half half half, or do they want more? I did. Uh, he actually only asked for a quarter, and then another quarter after two weeks. So then the rest, of the second half or the remaining fifty percent, will be this week. So not too bad. Which is which is fine. I mean, I know you you got to buy the supplies the materials yeah it's that, all for materials you always you always hear about these fly by nights it's like dude like and like they're semi you know reputable yeah reputable companies and it's like jeez yeah i mean i didn't like give him the check before he i gave him the check when he was at my house with the materials or right you know so it's not like i had to worry about that which i wasn't worried about it anyway but good yeah, craftsmanship you, you, oh he's doing a great job well, i'll give i'll give you a tour next week but everything's in the drop ceilings in. Everything's up. Just gotta. Now so we is gotta this guy like a carpenter slash handyman. Yeah, he does all uh, all sorts of stuff. He does. Uh, he'll do like remodel kitchens and bathrooms and stuff like that. So do you? I, do you get to like where you start walking around the house and saying to yourself, "Hmm." No, not, I, that, not that I'm, bad. I'm not to that level. No. No, I don't want to do that yet. I know what you're saying though. It's like, oh, can can you come like take a look at this thing and hmm, do this? And... What can we do here? Because I got I'm doing, I'm redoing the uh, a lot of my landscape and I'm putting landscaping lights in and and I'm just talked to a guy tonight about doing the uh, lanai lighting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What kind of lights are you doing? Oh, I don't know. Like, well, no, like who you having someone put them in for you? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll show you the guy's website sometime. Legit yeah. ones. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I did those at my house. Yeah, I can't. I don't do any of that stuff. You know me. I can't put a picture up. No, that's true. Good point. And you won the wiring and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's all low voltage, so it's easy to do. 
the landscape lighting. You don't even have to do conduit. You just bury it directly. Very simple. Yeah, yeah I don't do that. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not handy you. at all parts. Not I'm not handy. All right, so we got some news to get to. There's been some yep. uh, big, big announcements in the last few days. Um, for at Disney World, what do you want to start with the uh, the big one or the uh, the yeah. sm- All right, we'll start with the uh, the Star Wars hotel. What do they call it? The Galactic Star Cruiser, that boutique hotel experience. They just came out with the uh, pricing and the itinerary for it, mm. which they said they're going to start. Uh, in, next year they'll start doing bookings for that, or start having guests, I suppose. So I don't know how many. I remember when they first announced it, there were rumors of how much it would cost and everything. But were you prepared for this price that they threw no. out there? No. Were you? I I was kind of taken aback, and it's just so like they didn't even sugarcoat it. They weren't like call for availability, call for. They just threw it out there like this is what it is. Either you know take it or leave it. They'll sell out, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, don't you think, or you think they're gonna have a trouble with this? Kind of thing. Bill, I don't know. Like, where's the tipping point for this company? I don't think it's a price thing. I just think it's either going to do super, super good or or it's going to struggle. It does not. Like, even if it was a theme that I liked, that doesn't sound like something I would want to do for two days of my vacation. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of something that would be akin to this. But I wouldn't want to be like, oh, you got to wake up at this time. You got to eat at this time with this group of bunch of bozos that you never met before and do all this stuff and have all this go on. But we'll start by talking about the uh, the price point. And let's we'll keep in mind this is the standard cab. Yeah, correct. So the prices only go up from here. Yep, this is the uh, starting price, the introductory price. And this is for two nights, correct? Yeah, it's a two night package. I believe they have a hundred rooms. A hundred. So two nights. So you check in at about. Uh, I think it was a little earlier than your standard check in. I think it was like one o'clock. Yeah. So it is a three day experience. It's two mm-hmm. nights, three days. So for two guests per cabin, um, you are looking at a total of four thousand eight hundred and nine dollars for the low low price of. $1,200 per person per night. $1,200. Now, if you have two adults and a child, the price drops down to only $900 per person per night. Yep. So it's really it's really a bargain at that point. Yep. And then the uh, four guests per cabin, which says three adults and one child, which is kind of weird because you would think it would be two and two for the example, but that's uh, $749 per guest per night, so $6,000 for a two-night stay for four three, people. Three, three one sounds like a little... Well, I don't know about that. I'm not going to get into that right now, but he, I guess you could... Got the, Gary and his two wives and, the, and one kid. I mean, that's fairly common, isn't it? <laughs> that is pretty common. I mean, that, I'm sure, whatever. If you're going to pay six grand, they don't care about the family situation at that point. I, I mean, are you and Susie going to drop five grand to do this anytime no. soon? No. What experience could they offer for three for two nights, three days that you could would think about spending five thousand dollars? You want me to play that song again? <laughs> so you're talking about the three the three adults. <laughs> I suppose that would be one, right? Um, 
That's, that wasn't what I had in mind, but that's fair. <laughs> so I guess the answer is there isn't one. Correct. All right. Because right. I'm thinking like something golf related, but at Disney, it's because you could do it on your own a lot cheaper. Like Augusta National. Like if they did a two night, like something at like Augusta National and you got to play play Augusta and do like a tour of it and the history of it and the whole three days you were there was all about you know the I, history of the master. Maybe I could I would think I about spending five grand for that. This is basically like a cruise, like where it's just everything's included. Mm-hmm. And can I under, could I understand like if they did maybe if they did started doing like foodie stuff where you stay at the Grand Floridian and, and you eat it all there high end places and then you do a night at Gico and you do a wine tasting you do this Everything's included, right? I could I can see that to a point, but it would never come up to that. No, I don't think it would. That's cr- and like the rooms, I don't know how they don't even have windows, right? They're all screens. Yeah, everything. it looks like you'd be claustrophobic. I, it, it, bottom line is, this does nothing for us because we're not Disney people. But I can't really crap yeah. all over it. Yeah, Star Wars. I mean, people are gonna pay it, so I'm not saying that they're doing the. Like it's it's necessarily a bad thing, but so I mean, basically, say, say Augusta National did a thing where that you got to stay at Butler Cabin. I don't even know if they have rooms there, but if you got to play with your group of buddies and you had four four days tickets to the Masters, even that for five, yeah. Well, I mean that price tag would be not It'd for be me and you, five. but for other people, would be more than five right. grand. Yeah, of course. Now, um, the itinerary for this thing. Like you said, you get there at one o'clock. You don't want to have a late check-in for this if you're spending six grand to be there for two nights. So you're gonna make sure you're there at one o'clock. The other thing though, quickly before I get into this, it's amazing because this is just part of it. So you do this for three nights, you gotta stay somewhere else before or after if this is your vacation, right? Yeah. I mean, as a local, I guess you could do it, but if this is your like family, you're not going down there just for two nights to do this thing. No. So now you got to book a room somewhere else for the other four or five nights that you want to be down there. Mm-hmm. So on top of the six grand you're spending for that, you got to spend another three, four grand for your Disney vacation. On top, I mean that's incredible to me. They got it all figured out, don't they, Bill? Or so they think. So you get there at one o'clock. Yep. You arrive at the terminal. I don't know what that means. Then you take the launch pod to the Star Cruiser. That's between one fifteen and one thirty. What I mean is that like a bus? You take like a shuttle to the yeah. like? Is that what that means? Sounds like it. Then at one forty-five to two fifteen, there's the ship orientation. So basically, you're getting told the rules and regulations. At 3 o'clock to 3.30, there's light refreshments. That's the first thing that they've done that I have any interest in so far. So a half hour of light refreshments. Do you think you could drink enough Bud Lights in a half hour to make this worth it? No. No. I don't think so either. (laughs) Now, the next thing, I don't know what this word is. It says Sabak Lessons, S-A-B-A-C-C. Yep. So you're getting these lessons for a half hour. I'm sure it's some nerdy Star Wars thing. That's fine. Then between 4 and 4.30, it says muster. Am I reading that right? Just M-U-S-T-E-R? 
That's what it sounds like to me. So what you have any uh, insight no. on this? What the muster no. might be? No. No. Okay. At four thirty is the captain's reception. That goes until five o'clock. Okay. So there's another thing. Then now we're talking dinner from five thirty to seven, featuring live music. I'm sure that's fine. Mm-hmm. Then between uh, seven fifteen and seven thirty, there's the outer rim regalia. Again, don't know what that means. And then, and how's this for ironic? Between seven thirty and eight, there's an unexpected story moment. So your unexpected story moment is scheduled. So how unexpected is that? If you know it's coming at seven thirty. Oh. Does that make sense to you? This looks awful, doesn't it? Prove your metal to join an elite smuggling ring. Hide a stowaway to help the resistance. So that's one of the things you could do between 7.30 and 8. Bridge then from, training. Then from 8 to 8.45, you get bridge training. And then uh, from does this say from 8.30 to 8.45? Yeah. There's special atrium entertainment. What kind of entertainment is only 15 minutes? Like, that's it? That's how you end your night at 8.45 with the little... They don't even give you lunch with this thing that first day. You're getting light refreshments and dinner. And you know that dinner is going to be awful, isn't it? Oh, yeah. If you thought Cinderella's royal table was bad, you think they're going to try to give you any good food? They're going to mail that thing in so much. They're going to have just like lightsaber things in your drinks to stir it and like all this theme stuff. And it's all going to taste like garbage airline food, isn't it? Yep. Day two, you got to wake up, be ready to go 7 a.m. You want breakfast? You got to be there between 7 and 8. And then uh, between 8.15 and 8.25, you get your shuttle to Batu, which I think that's, is that the name of the area in Hollywood Studios? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but I think that's, that's where they're taking you. So Okay. Yeah. And then you get to go on Rise of the <clears throat> Resistance. Yep. So that's so you get that. So for part of your $6,000, you're guaranteed to go on that, which I guess is pretty good because otherwise you probably don't get a chance. So between 9.30 and 9.50, you get a story moment, which is nice. And then at 10 o'clock, you go on the other ride, the Millennium Falcon <clears throat> Smuggler's Run, 10 to 10.30. And then you get lunch at the, uh, the quick serve there. Docking Bay 7. I think that's where you get those like lukewarm two roasters and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so 11.15 to 12.15, you're getting lunch. And then after that, you leave. 12.40 to 12.50, you get back to the hotel. Then you get some lightsaber training from 1 to 1.30. Droid racing competition from 2.30 to 2.50. So what are you doing between 1.30 and 2.30? Is that like bathroom break and stuff? I, it could be. But back to the room? I don't understand that. Build a model ship from three to three. Like, this doesn't even... I don't know. Does any of this sound appealing to you? Just sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like you're on a real bad school field trip, doesn't it? To, like, the science no, museum? No, it looks, it looks like the itinerary for, like, one of my old national sales meetings. Oh, yeah, like Where team building? Where you just stare at whatever the screen was that they were not <laughs> talking nonsense yeah. about, you know? Like, when's our next damn coffee break? So now, after your uh, your droid racing competition and your model ship building, from four to five o'clock, there's a Sabak tournament. So you had your Sabak lessons yesterday. Now you get to put those lessons into good use and have a tournament. 
And then you get uh, from 5 to 5.30 cocktails at the Sublight Lounge. So you get a half hour for a couple cocktails. From 5.30 to 7, you get a taste around the galaxy dinner. Again, there's guaranteed that's going to be garbage. Then from 7.30 to 8.45, there is a story moment. And that is you put the heist plan into action or bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. Then at 10 to 11, there's the spectacular finale. I don't know what that, that is. What I mean, fireworks maybe, something like that. I could see that being the case. I don't know. And then on day three, you get breakfast at 8.30, and then they kick your ass out. 9.30 to 10, you go back to the terminal. They just kick you right out onto 192 with your suitcase in hand. And that's it. You're done. So all that for six grand. Where where in that uh, do you see your value, Bill? I don't I don't see a value at all because I would never do this. I probably wouldn't do it if it was free. So I yeah I guess I mean that's a good point. At what if I mean even saying that yeah I wouldn't waste three days. It wouldn't be worth it. But I'm I'm saying like for a casual or even a really. Like a, a big Star Wars fan, maybe not a crazy fanatic. Like, what's the price point where that looks worth it? Like a thousand dollars for two people? Like, I could see spending a thousand bucks. Like for for two nights, if that's really something you like, like fifteen hundred bucks or something. Because you're getting how much is a deluxe room for two nights? It would cost you over a thousand bucks anyway, twelve hundred bucks, right? Now you're trying to a la carte this whole deal, which is impossible to do. Oh yeah, because none of it is available unless you do this. But what I'm saying is like where's the the breaking point for the average person saying, okay, I could see why it's costing this much. Maybe half, three thousand. I don't know. I, it's hard to say because like you said, both you and I are not Star Wars. Like I don't even know what half the stuff is they're talking about. I also wonder, are they going to make you buy a park ticket to get into that? I don't think so. I Ooh, don't think so. All right. Well, there's some value there. There That's... is some value there. Yep. <clears throat> you're, you're in the middle of the thing. They're taking you from right to right. You're like, I got to run over. I got a fast pass for Tower of Terror at 1245. Sorry. Can't do that. Like, I don't know. That sounds, none of that sounds appealing. Just the being so regimented. Like, wouldn't if you're spending that much to stay somewhere, wouldn't you like to like walk around and explore and see what's going on? I don't on? think there's anything to walk around and explore. Is this just like a warehouse? Like, just a I giant? Mean, you, I mean, if this is all that they're doing, you think they put any money into the gardening and the scenery? I'm sure there's a gift shop, though. Oh, can, there's, of course, there's going to be a gift shop. I can guarantee that. It is kind of interesting, though, because I know it's not going to be a place like we could just go into and explore. Well, you can go into the Grand Floridian Lobby. You could go into... Yeah, they're probably not going to have a bus from Disney Springs. Right. There's nowhere you... Like, you're not going to be able to go and check out the bar there or look at the gift shop. Like, this is going to be locked down like Fort Knox unless you're spending the dough to stay there. So there is some appeal to some people in that. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't expect to be led into this thing for what they're charging it, but I, I'm just interested to see. I see the comments, and it kind of irritates me because I'm so tired of these little privileged weasels. Where 
Oh, so much for the average for It's not for, you know, how does this affect you if you can't afford to do this or you don't want to do this? How does this affect you? I, I don't, that's a good question. You know, if they built the second Victorian Alberts, how does that affect you? You can't, you don't, you don't want to pay the money to, to go eat there. Okay. But how does that affect you? Why do you get so angry? People get so angry about this. Right. Like if they closed all the other hotels and said, this is the only way you can go to Disney, I sure, could see saying, just say that to hell with you. I'm done. Right. But... but even I could see being upset about that saying, oh, they don't want, but there's, there's other options. Like you said, like, I don't get mad at, at the, uh, exclusive country club for charging a hundred thousand dollar initiation no. that's it's not for me yeah i can't know? i can't i'm not i'll never i'll never be a member at augusta national well that's not fair you want to be a, a i want to be I've... so they should let you in then right it's just yeah i think that's you, how it goes you know what my question is though because uh, like first of all who who's gonna do this and it, it doesn't seem like something that you're gonna do every year so this thing sounds like it's gonna be a one and done for the Is most an, part, it better be it better blow people's socks off when they first do it and get good word of mouth. The second thing, and this is what really fascinates me, is I want to sit in. Like I'd almost intern and work for free to be in Disney's market research team. I want to. Oh, yeah. this I want to find out how did, how many. Because you got to assume that you got to be a mil, like close to a millionaire. You're going to save up. This is a lot of dough. How many big time Star Wars nerds have this kind of dough? You know, the people who go to Comic Con strikes me as, you know, four guys split split a room in a Motel Six in downtown San Diego for seventy nine bucks a night. I think it's very different, though. Think about when Star Wars came out. That's your generation. I know people like it. Kind of carries over, but it's people in their. Their so you're 40s and 50s. You saying it's Gen Xers then? Who, I think, who were established like just, or yeah, people with disposable income taking their family. Yeah, I mean, it's not crazy. Like, I guess if you turn it around a little bit, how many people spend ten thousand dollar on their Disney vacation? I bet it's more and more than ever before, and more Wait, than so you think. You're talking a hundred rooms. And it's two. It's two days, so you only have you do three sixty five divided by two would be one one eighty. Yeah. So you have one hundred and eighty at bats here a year. Oh, do you think it's set? Like it's they don't. There's no overlap. Like there might be some overlap. I'm just talking like just on averages. Right. I see what you're saying. Well, I guess my point is, if you're planning a Disney vacation and your budget is ten thousand dollars. You could fit this into your budget. You could say, "Oh, we'll do this. This will be sixty percent of it, and then we'll spend the other four grand. We'll stay at, you know, Wilderness Lodge for four nights and do the park hopper and spend our other four or five grand oh. doing that." Oh, I could, I could totally see it happening if I, if I was a big Star Wars nerd, and I had a son who was a huge Star Wars nerd. Yeah, I could see doing it. Yeah, so it's not. I don't think it's just. Just millionaires, but I think it's, it's just obviously a lot of money. But that's their clientele now. I mean, we've talked about it. I know this is only two nights and it's this crazy, very, you know, specific experience, but that's kind of the going rate for a vacation there. Like you either do this or you spend the six grand on the vacation. I mean, you can't do it for under six right now, easily for a family of four. 
I mean, granted, this doesn't include your flights and all that other stuff, but if you go all, like, if I try to plan a trip for next year for the 50th and I want to stay at a moderate or above and do six-day park hoppers for my family of four, I mean... And and not do a quick service for every meal? Right, and have a good budget for dining. I'm easily at five grand, maybe six for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now... Okay, so that's me trying to do it at the low end. So if I'm if I have a ton of money, like like you're saying, and I want to do the Star Wars thing, I say, all right, so this is two days of our trip. I can spend the majority of my budget on that and then just do a little less for the other four or five days and make it work. So I don't think it's as outrageous price wise. I'm kind of talking myself into it. It's something I would never spend the money on because it doesn't appeal to me. And I still don't think I could justify it no matter what the experience was. But if your Disney vacation budget is 10 grand or 12 grand anyway, you could easily fit this into it, is what I'm saying. And I think there's more and more people whose Disney vacation budgets are 10 to 12 grand now than you you and I probably realize. That's kind of out of the stratosphere for me, but I think there's more people that go into it and say I'm spending 10 grand on this thing 12 grand on this thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. I mean how much would it cost you not you but somebody to stay club level at the Grand Floridian for a week yeah it's quite a bit because that's you're looking probably 600 for a standard room oh at least yeah so it's probably a thousand a night for club level I would think right yeah. 850 to 1000 in that yeah. range. Yeah, I guess. So there's plenty of those sell out, right? You can't even get club level half the time. No, club level's hard to get. So, I mean, those there's not. more than 100 of those at any given time. No, I don't think so. Total across all the property, there's less oh, than 100. Oh, of course. Oh, oh, yeah, correct. I thought you were talking at the Grand Floridian. No, I just meant in general, but even oh, Sure, yeah, yeah. But they're all more expensive at the, you know, what is it, four or five resorts they have club level or all the deluxes they have club level. It's just, I guess, we're in a different stratosphere when it comes to that stuff, to to the way we look at it. It's just, you know, money's just different. So I do understand. I mean, and like you said, people are complaining because they're priced out of it. Well, guess what? There's a lot of stuff you're priced out of. We're priced out of a lot of stuff. I don't drive certain cars that. Well, that's what I mean. When like they go you by me, I look at them and say, "Damn, is that nice?" Yeah, you don't go to a, a BMW dealership and say, "I want to pay you know twelve thousand five hundred for a brand new BMW." You got to go to the, you know, whatever the, the Hyundai or the Kia, whatever it is, and get that. Sometimes it's just not for you. And if that's not fair, so be it. Life's not fair, but it's nothing like that's not up to them to cater to you because you don't want to spend the money or you don't have the money to spend. I'd rather live in a million dollar house, but guess what? I can't afford it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want one of those golden oak houses, but that ain't happening. Oh, I would like one of those. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, I would like one of those. Do you see our buddy is uh, playing for the magic now? He's all pumped. One of the Lopez, I think. It's... Oh, oh, geez, really? Yeah, he got signed. We still got it. We got to get one of them. You think we can get him on? I don't know. But he he posted a thing on like Twitter 
he's like, he's like, I never thought I'd have this logo on my jersey because they're spo- the Magic are sponsored by Disney, and it has the Disney logo on the Orlando Magic jersey. There so. isn't one other buffoon who wants to play for that franchise other than him. Yeah, right. There's not many people running to, which I find amazing because that, that would be the the number one, not just because not Disney, just weather wise. Oh, plus there's the income tax too, right? right? Yeah, which is a big deal, I would think. And he already has a house in Golden Oak, as far as I understand. I think they both do. I don't know if they share it or or what, but I know they, at least one of them has one there. So, Lopez. It's funny though, because I've seen. I were you with me when I saw one of them at the Polynesian? No. And I'm saying it that way because they're twins, so I don't know. I can't tell them apart, but it was on the big family trip. I don't think you were there yet. We were sitting in the the waiting area outside of Ohana, and were they at the Tambu Lounge or something? Yeah, they no, they were walking by. They must have been staying there because they were going outside to like the pool area. Maybe they were getting a drink because I know that's on the second floor, so you can't go right out that way. But yeah, saw saw one of them walk by. Any other uh, thoughts on this Galactic Star Cruiser? No, I just think it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. I also want to see uh, how much more, like, if that's for the standard, like, what are the other price levels on this thing? Like, what's the what's the better room look like at this thing? Because there's no windows. Not like you're going to have a view. They're just bigger. You know, I'll like, tell you one thing that's for certain is that you are not going to find a room tour on the WDW Beyond the Gates YouTube page channel unless unless we just like steal someone else's content. Well, I mean, we could also we could always use the uh, our unofficial sponsor, the Tills. Yeah, I don't think they're, they're gonna, gonna... Have to go, they're gonna have to go down there and review it. Yeah, you think so? You think they're Absolutely. gonna drop, Absolutely. drop six grand to do that? Yep. I think there's limits. Just take it out of just take it out of the kids' college fund. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's nuts. So we'll get so we'll go from Star Wars to something a little more my speed, which is taking a uh, a shuttle bus from the airport to Walt Disney World. So now that the Magical Express is is going to come to an end at the end of this calendar year, we have the uh, the pricing for the mirrors, which is going to be replacing the Magical Express. So they said uh, Disney's discontinued it. The complimentary service mirrors will be continuing to offer shuttles between the Orlando International Airport. Said reservations for January and beyond became available. Uh, The biggest difference is the shuttle service will no longer be free. Instead, prices will vary based on when you're traveling, of course, which Disney resort you're staying at, and how many people are in your party, and which level of service you choose, standard or premium. So what's the difference? The standard level of service is a shared ride service on our Mirrors Connect bus or van that is economical as the fare includes all tolls and other surcharges, blah, blah, blah. The connection will make a limited number of stops and will have you on your way to your resort within 20 minutes of your check-in to the Mirrors Connect reception area. The express level of service is a direct service with limited to no wait time. Both standard and express service levels incorporate all current city, blah, 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 taxes, all that stuff. 
So the trip can cost as little as $16 for one adult one That's way. one way, though. One way. Up to $200 for a family of four using the premium. Yep. So the the standard round trip, $32. So you don't get a break. It's one way of 16 but 32 right. for round trip. So uh, $32 plus 27 per child for round trip. Yep. So... I'm looking at what sixty four plus fifty four. What's that? One hundred eighteen bucks. Yep. That's not cheap. No. I think you can get a like a town car for like seventy bucks each way. Maybe it's a lot more now. I don't know. I haven't looked into that. And then the premium service for up to four people is two hundred dollars. So, you know, I'd either do <clears throat> if I'm going to do. The mag- that mirrors thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm in your if I'm in your situation where I have you're going to drop the two hundred, I'm going to do the premium just because it gets you. You don't have to dink around, mm-hmm. and you know that they're going to pack in as many people as possible, and they're going to hit every freaking resort. Yes, the I, first I, one I, where the sec- where the premium they're just bringing you right to wherever you're staying. Is it still a bus or is it going to be like you think the premium yeah. is like a van and it's more personal? It's a little van. It's a little van. I saw pictures, so it's just enough for five or six people. Oh, so that's yeah. I mean, I think that's worth a little bit, like for a family of four to spend the extra fifty oh, bucks or just something. To get, just to get, and you don't have to wait, and you're going to get exactly to where you have to. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, they said you're going to be waiting on this other one because they're going to pack this thing in. Well, they said no more than 20 minutes from when you check in, which we'll okay. see how that holds up. But that's not too bad, 20 minutes. But if there's five stops, yeah. you know, on your way, yeah, I mean, it could it's take the difference you, of getting to your place in 45 an minutes. An hour sooner, later. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I'd it probably says, either go premium or, or just re- take a uh, cab or something. Yeah. Rent just, a car. Yeah do, do, yeah. do a ride share or something. Now, I know rental car prices have gone up a lot, but. Yeah. I mean, how much? But then you got to pay to park too at Disney now. I was gonna say, how much does it cost to rent a car for a week? I mean, no more than two hundred, especially when you bring. But not that much more than two hundred, really. No, or, no, not down there. You can you can get some good deals. I think when we did it a couple of years ago, it was like thirty two dollars a day. So for a week, that's a little over two hundred. Then obviously, the cost of parking at the resort is up there now. Yeah, but then you have all that flexibility. Oh, I'm not saying it's not a good move. I'm just saying if you're if it's purely price shopping, then you got to kind of right. build that in. But it also says that uh, the prices can vary quite a bit. Yeah, these are these are low introductory. These are gonna these are gonna go up quite a bit. So it said it was. You know, thirty-two dollars for a round trip when they first put it in, but then they said they. This is on allears.net. They said when they put in information for a one-way trip from the airport to Port Orleans using the standard service, the cost came out to one hundred and fifty dollars. Now it says it doesn't know if that's a glitch or if it's a fluctuation, but that's a crazy difference. One hundred fifty dollars for one way—that's got to be a mistake, right? You would think so. Oh, it even says it on its It says the glitch they were experiencing has been fixed, so it wasn't that much. But 
even still, if it's if it the rates can vary, you don't even know. I mean, I guess you find out at the time. It's like booking a a flight. Busier times, it's going to cost you more money to get to and from right the airport. At least with the premium, you know, you can just build in that two hundred bucks and just be done with it. Yeah, I don't know. Your, your flight gets in at eleven o'clock at night, and like their last run is eleven thirty, quarter to twelve. You know, it's going to be more expensive. Right. Exactly. The other thing is, though, now you got to wait for your luggage too, like with the Magical Express going away. Mm-hmm. None of those yellow luggage tags and not having to worry about it when you get off the plane in Orlando. That was one of the best parts. Skipping the, you know, uh, the that's luggage. Only, yeah, but that's only because that business went that that company went out of business. Oh, the one that did the, that was a separate company for them. That was a separate company. Yeah, so that wasn't just Magical Express. That was a company that sorted luggage and. And, oh, gotcha! All that stuff. So I think when the pandemic happened, they went out of business because that's why people, when they reintroduced the Magical Express and opened up they the resort, they had to hustle their luggage. own bags. Oh, gotcha. Yep. So that's what that was. I didn't realize that. Well, that makes sense. Unfortunately, but it makes sense. No, you would, you would, you would assume somebody's going to start that business because that is a great, great, great service. Oh, yeah, 100%. But now is that something, obviously, if they start it back up, you'd have to click on that box for the mirrors thing, and that costs you an extra 50 bucks each person or 25 bucks or 30 you know, whatever it ends up being. I don't know. Or it's including this, that maybe it'll be included in that premium service or something. At this some is point. a disaster. See, their whole thing with the Magical Express, which made sense, was they were trying to keep people on property, right? You didn't have to think about it. If you're if you're f- almost forced to rent a car, mm-hmm. or or persuaded more towards it, well, guess what? Instead of eating on property, I'm gonna go eat mm-hmm. at the place over here that's half the price. Or it, you know what? Instead of going one extra day in the parks, let's go to SeaWorld for a day, or Gatorland, or go to the beach, or go to NASA, or do something. You know. That was the whole point of the Magical Express, and I think it was a good investment because it kept people like me and you when you were traveling yeah. on property. You just let everything happen. You were stuck there. You wanted to do everything and stay in the bubble. And there'll be people that still do that, but I bet it's going to be less and less. No, it's a disaster. I don't know. It seems like such a bad idea. Because from what I understand, too, is that it was it was mere, I mean, you know. He's getting yelled at for some reason. I don't know what he's doing, but um, where, what was I saying? They they were saying that it was uh, Mears who didn't want to renew with Disney. Oh, really? Oh, you know Disney. You know they probably said your price is going to be X. Disney yeah. said no, it's going to be Y, and then they both parties said the hell with it. At the end of the day, Disney discontinued this. I don't care what they say. Right, and even if they did that, and now Disney's basically saying, well, you can still buy it through Mirrors. So, like, Mirrors named the price. Disney didn't want to pay it, so they went their separate ways, and now Disney's like, well, you just pay it. You know, as a consumer. You figure it out. Which is crazy. It's, I mean, it's not crazy, but now they're, like, even kind of advertising it. Like, oh, this is what you get to do now. There's more options for you. I just hate the like how disingenuous it was when they did it. They're like, oh, yeah. Well, we're we're getting rid of it because people want to have more options when they're traveling. And then they talked about that stupid train, which that got put on hold, right? 
the yeah. train from the airport to Disney Springs or whatever. That's that's not happening anymore. So I don't know. Half the times I think that every decision they make is poor, and then you look at stuff like their mm-hmm. stupid Halloween party, and it's sold out all year already. It's already started. It's August 10th, and the Halloween parties are going on at Magic Kingdom, and you can't get a ticket. You know, and like, like I read comments, and people are like, I think this is a great idea because I'm tired. I'm a local, and when I stay on property, I'm subsidizing people's trips. Like, really? So you, so you honestly think that the people who are no longer taking Magical Express, because that's all built into the price of the room, that you're now going to get a break, you complete buffoon? Yeah, you think prices are going to go down that Magical Express is ending? <laughs> yeah, that, that's like, funny I understand to me. the theory, but we're not subsidizing your trip. I wouldn't even mind paying for it if it was just a button you clicked when you booked the room. Like, extra $50 or whatever to use Magical Express. Like, for so- somehow that would feel, like, better to me. I think, like you said, it was just too easy, and now I think it's just... There, there's just too many moving parts now. It's an extra layer. Like, yeah, this isn't as easy as it was. I'm just going to get a freaking car. Right. And then once people have the car, it's so much easier to leave. And once people leave, trust me, it happened to me. The first time I had a car down there. Once people have a car, you're not buying those $8 cans of beer in the gift shop. Trust me. Oh, exactly. Well, not I just I made that. that mistake before. But once I had a car down there for the first time, I was like, this is amazing. I lo- I like going off property, explore, driving around, doing a you know we do other little things. We go to Walmart to buy our souvenirs because you can get a Disney T-shirt for four ninety nine instead of twenty four ninety nine at the park. Because before you had a car, you didn't realize that, that there was anything outside of that bubble. Well, you knew it was there, but you had no desire. But then once you see it and you do a little more research, you realize that maybe it's not so bad. You know, we went to some pretty nice, not crazy like fancy restaurants but some decent restaurants when we were there a couple weeks ago and you know we paid next to nothing we went you know to a nice italian restaurant we had a, a giant pizza i had a nice pasta dish the girls got their stuff two appetizers and i think it cost us like 65 dollars for the it was a nice pasta dish though nice pasta dish it was a big big thing of like carbonara that was the one that had the fresh pasta you know, we had leftovers. The pizza, we only ate like half the pizza, so we had leftover pizza. The girls loved their meals, the kids' meals. And then two appetites. I mean, at, on property, oh, if yeah. you had that same type of order at Tony's Town Square, you're at $100, $100 plus easily for two adults and two kids. So there is some something to be said for keeping people on property keeping them blissfully ignorant. But now, you know, and I don't know what percentage of people it's going to be that are like me that are even going to try to explore. You'll have people that rent a car and they won't even touch it the whole time they're there. They'll just park it. Oh, the buses are just so much more convenient, Pods. You know, and if I had a car, I'd probably still take And if I was staying on property, I'd still take the bus to the Magic Kingdom because you get dropped off closer but i think i'd still i'd drive to the other three parks you know what i mean so i don't know we'll see what happens 
But with the 50th coming up and people's pent up, you know, demand for travel, I don't think they'll see too many negative ramifications in 2022. It'll be the future. Then by then they may have a chance to adjust. So who knows if it is a big problem? We may never know. They never admit a mistake either. So it's not like if it turns out to be a disaster, they're going to double back. They'll just find a way to include it or, you know, make it easier to book or pay for the merest thing, you know? Right. I guess we're just being negative this week, huh, Bill? No, I don't think we were negative about Star Wars. No, I actually we I wouldn't do it, but I was being a little sarcastic. Like I didn't know what half the stuff was that was included. I didn't but... know what any of that stuff was, to be honest. Other than like the uh, the ride and the rise of the resistance and the sausage. The best thing about that for Disney is anyone that spends that much money on it is one is going to feel obligated to say they loved it because you're going to feel like an idiot if you spend that much money and say it was just okay. And the second thing is they're not even like people may actually love it and they're not even going to care how bad some of the things are. Like if the food's not good, they're not going to care. Like they're not going to go into it like you and I looking forward to the food more than anything. I don't think there's going to be a ton of people that are booking this Star Wars thing for a chance to try that True. whatever the, the food gala thing is on that second day. Where that would be the highlight of my trip, and then if the food was lousy, I'd be kind of bummed out. Like, I don't think they're going to have to meet a lot of high expectations. No. Which, that's I don't when... Know. I don't know. I don't know. People spending five grand, I think you're going to have some big expectations. Yeah, but the theming will all be there. It's going to be like... It's like Cinderella Castle. Like, when you eat in the castle at the Cinderella's Royal Table. Right, people love it and they rave about it because the theming's nice and you meet the characters and they don't care that the food's lousy. And I'm not just talking about the food, I'm just saying everything else, like all the the dressing's gonna be good. Like everything's gonna look cool and your Instagram pictures will be cool and your videos will look awesome when you do this. But I don't know if it's gonna be like all sizzle and no steak. Guess we'll find out. Yes, we will, Bites. I mean, the first month it's open, it's going to be all, you know, Tim Trackers and the Diz Unplugged and all those people staying there and posting videos of it and everything anyway. So I bet they won't let you post videos. You don't think so? No. Like they won't let you take videos? Or you, yeah, they I don't even... think they're going to let you take them. I guess that'll all depend on how popular it is at the beginning. I don't think they want people to be able to experience any of this stuff on YouTube. My problem is no paying four grand, five grand to do it. The problem they I I feel with that is so many people want like not even the YouTubers and the vloggers and all that. So many people, the biggest reason they like to go on vacation is to show off that they spent all this money. So if you're gonna have someone come in and spend five, six grand, they want to post all this stuff to their social media so they can like brag to their friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You think uh, you think Joe Rogano is going to book this and not be able to post a hundred pictures on Facebook <laughs> every two minutes, tagging in? Best one of the day parts. You, you're not, you're not even going to comment on that, are you? No. You know my point. You you kind of I yes. think you understand my point though. Like half the people that are going to do this are going to want to show other people that they're there, not even care that they want to have <coughs> pictures I still don't know and if videos. Let the video it. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. 
You might be right. I suspect you might be right, but I think there'll be some backlash with that. You get the, <laughs> the, the entitled people. I spent six grand on this thing and I can't even take pictures of it while I'm here. Unless they include it, if there's all pictures and video and they sell it to you after or it's included, you get like a file of it all pre produced. There's going to be so many upsells in that, isn't there? Oh, oh for yeah. just for just like six hundred dollars more, you can get the uh, the better dinner package, or you know things like that. I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about here? I just saw this meme. It's cracking yeah, me up. It shows like this guy st- like with a blank stare. It just says me waiting for the group on the next hole to finish teeing off so I can go onto their fairway and play my ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every Saturday, Sarah Bay. That is funny. <laughs> you do like the cordial wave. Yeah. And then they have enough time because they walk, so they're walking up and they're watching you. And you're now you're real nervous. You don't like they that. know you can't hit a T ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now here's your recovery. <laughs> oh, shit. That's one of the day parts. All right, so we're done. We're done uh-huh. with this. I got nothing else to add. You know where to find us. All our social media is at WDWBTG. Our Facebook, WDW, or our webpage is WDWBTG.com. Go to YouTube.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates. Subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can email the show info at WDWBTG.com. Mike at WDWBTG.com. And Gary at WDWBTG.com. Did I leave anything out, sir? No, sir. All right, thanks so much for listening to episode number 387 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. From my co-host Mike, my name is Gary, and we'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully in less than a week this time. We'll see you next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. And I see... See you real soon. K-E-Y Why? Because we like you. M-O-Y